Oh shit! That intro hey. goes so crazy hey. every time. Welcome back to another edition of Man Up Three Deep. I am your host with the absolute least. It is your boy Swill back at it again, joined as always by Coach and Cam. Boys, how you feeling on this fine, uh, shit Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday Ooh, evening, depending Wednesday. on when you are deciding to listen. Shit, you might be listening this Thursday morning, Friday morning. I don't know, but whenever you decide to check us out, thank you for doing that yet again. Boys, how you feeling? How's everybody's day been so far? Cam, I know you ain't too, too busy these days. You're just getting uh-huh. your house ready to move it all the way across the country. So I know you ain't got much going on with work. But how you guys busy in, Busy in itself, man. It, it Honestly, it just seems like nothing's really going on in, in life and in the sports world. But then I remember mm-hmm. we got conference finals left and right. We got hockey. Mm-hmm. We got basketball. Yes, sir. Flops or not, it seems Flops like everyone's getting their ass kicked this year. Yeah, correct. I don't see one close series in any of these conference finals at all. And I don't nah, think anybody bro. else does either. Coach, how you feeling on this fine Wednesday evening? Feeling great, bro. Glad to be here doing another episode. You know, last one for our guy Cam. While he no, it ain't his VA. last episode. I'm saying while he's in VA. Oh, uh, last yeah. one in Virginia. Definitely yeah. Cam's last one in Virginia. So for the for all of y'all that didn't hear me say it on the last pod, and for all of y'all that didn't hear me say it the pod before, Coach, I'm sorry I interrupted you. I didn't get to hear how your day was. So I will hear how your day was, and then I will go off on my tangent. How are things in your life, Coach? Things are good, man. Can't complain. You know, we happy, healthy, doing good stuff, working on shit, you know, hustling. I like to hear that. All right, so what I was trying to say a second ago, sorry for interrupting you, was uh, for those that didn't hear us on the last one, Cam's bitch hayas over here to my left right here. He will be moving to Texas for <laughs> the job that we both do, but he be move, he's moving all the way down to Texas to do the same shit. Get, you know, get a little, little, little bump over there, you know what I'm saying? Get a little bit of incentive to go down to Texas, if you feel what I'm saying. house is a little more special down in that Lone Star State. Correct, correct, <laughs> correct. What was Lamar Jackson haggling over a couple weeks ago? Oh, that's right, that's right. Just a little bit of extra, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little cheddar. Just a little bit of cheddar, that's all. Uh, so yeah, Cam, we will be wishing you well on your travels to Texas, boys, while I got you here. Uh, is my camera crooked? Because my goddamn shirt, when I'm looking at it in the, the screen way down here for me, it looks like I'm crooked, but it also might just be the way I'm sitting. But I mean, I can see the Salisbury behind me and that looks straight, right? So like, I feel like it's fine. I love how we're dissecting this while we're <laughs> Who cares? I do, bro. I ain't trying to be all slanted and shit. Maybe it's just the way I sit. You know, I can see you. I can see you. And for those that don't know, I got yeah, my NWO K. shirt on. For those that just listen, I got my NWO shirt on. One of the greatest wrestling factions of all time. I know we don't talk about that shit on this show because it's a little weird. But it is what it is. This shit's still <laughs> cool. One of the coolest shirts ever. When I was a kid, I was big into that shit. So oh, I got to yeah. rep it whenever I got a chance. You Still know I got excited. Still get excited talking about fucking uh, what's it called? Still get excited using talking about this specifically, or if like I'm talking about like I don't know Ric Flair, maybe a little Stone Cold. I'll get a little, I'll get a little steamed up. You know what I'm saying? Or I mean, full disclosure, Twitter is a thing. So if you go on Twitter and shit's popping off on that little like area of Twitter, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll make its way over to me, and I ain't mad about it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's not. All right, let's jump into it, boys. Jumping around the sports world. Um, yeah. There was a boxing fight this weekend. 
that I watched that I sent coach to bet money on for me because I was in North Carolina and they don't have sports betting down in North Carolina. So I yeah. sent coach 15 bucks to put on Lomachenko to beat Devin Haney in a fight this weekend on Saturday night, more specifically. And I was so fucking confident when I, I was about to text coach in the 11th round with a minute left, run me my money because it was so goddamn obvious <laughs> that Lomachenko was beating Devin Haney. So obvious cam that in the 12th round, almost every sports book you could think of had Devin Haney at minimum at plus 500 to to get the decision victory. But you know how boxing gets. Shit's fucking ridiculous. Shit's rigged. Sometimes you just got to give the victory to somebody that might be making more money than the other dude who might be drawing whatever. We all know that that's a dying goddamn sport. But I was still <laughs> pumped watching the fight. Because I do like watching fights, especially ones that I'm not involved in. Those are my favorite fights to watch. <laughs> and watching that, I was like, damn, this is what boxing's supposed to be. These two dudes are beating the shit out of each other. Loma won. You know, it was a great fight. But Loma won, in my opinion. And then the judges come out, and they fucking, every single one of them. Not a split decision. Not a draw. Nothing. Every single one of them had him at least winning seven rounds. Devin Haney, that is at least and one judge had the shit 116 to 112 in a round that every fucking body in the world saw Lomachenko beat Devin Haney and he gave him the 10th round to win which was fucking amazing I'm like how the hell did you watch that and say Devin Haney won the 10th round like are you joking and there's a clip of him during the fight talking to his dad who's his fucking trainer talking about oh dude he's figured he figured out my moves he knows exactly where I'm going he I got nothing for him he's figuring out everything he I don't know what to do, basically. But, of course, boxing is boxing, baby. And they gave that goddamn decision to Devin Haney. It is robbery. Boxing is stupid. <laughs> Watch the UFC. This is why. I, I mean, I do have another boxing fight on the, the notes that we're going to talk about after this. But this is why nobody gives a fuck about boxing. <laughs> Coach, you watched the fight, too. So, what do you think? Well, yeah, I did watch the fight. A lot of people um actually, like had comments about it uh you know how it goes but like what's the name boosie did he had said like oh like it, it's rigged and i he just thought, watched cuz lose every round of that damn fight yeah <laughs> he agrees with you and oh i know it's crazy dude you were in north carolina and i'm a panthers fan everybody knows that hey, i can't even move the down boy. there can't mm -hmm. even bet down there mm -mm. it's crazy but uh nah back to the fight i i think that hearing like some other like people's opinions about it like it was more fair and like i guess like you said the judges had haney winning like seven rounds minimum seven some rounds is fucking insane to me yeah so i think that's really what it was like although when you look at the numbers and the stats and what's his name loma had more hits and more touches and he was getting more of the the headshots because he outworked him yeah, here he outworked him. Haney was only really going for the headshots, but he was like throwing them all quick, like zoom, zoom, and shit. yeah, like early in the fight, right? Not to cut you off, but like early no, in did. the fight, Haney was throwing them dig fucking body shots where he was yeah, throwing, he like, was going at him. into trying to cut under his like fucking ribs, and when he realized those weren't really affecting him, like you just said, he mm -hmm. kind of took the body shots completely out of his repertoire and just started trying to take them out at the head. And yeah, Loma, that ain't exactly. gonna work because he's just gonna fucking dance around you with his <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ukrainian style. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna get around that shit. <laughs> Bruh. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Nah, you good. But uh, yeah, 
it's just crazy how I ultimately thought like after the fight that Loma had won the 12th round and the later rounds at least. So I figured that also with the amount of hits he got that he was going to win, but it just shakes out the other way for Haney. And I mean, classic boxing dog. That's should they fight again? You think they should fight again? No, because this is how boxing works, right? If you're the money side of the fight, if it comes down to a decision, you are going to win. So if it comes down to a decision again, they're going to give it to fucking Haney two times in a row, which is nonsense. You should give it to the guy who very clearly won the fucking fight. Boxing is about landing more punches and outworking your opponent and not getting hit. Am I wrong? No, that's exactly what the fuck you're supposed to do. Hit and not get hit. And you need to outwork your opponent to convince the judges that you were fucking taking the fight to him, which is exactly what Loma did. Yeah. Kevin Haney was just sitting back there relaxing. Dude, he was really humble. Also, Loma was in his, uh, like, after the fight, his post-match speak. And um, it was also, like, some video I saw. Dude was just pretty, like, hurt. That he didn't win the fight. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I hate when they do that shit. When they post <laughs> like that video of him in the locker room crying. It's like, yeah. yeah, dog, we know he's going to be crying. He just put everything into a fucking fight that got stolen from him. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be one thing. Like, honestly, it'd be one thing if I would have told, like, if I could have, when I was watching the fight, if I would have visually seen Devin Haney dominate the first half of the fight, right? Like, if he mm-hmm. dominated the first half of the fight, it is what it is, right? You ain't going to be able to steal enough in the second half of the fight from the judges when they already watched the champ close out pretty much six rounds in a row. Like, if yeah, he yeah. did, if Haney would have did what he did to George Cambosis, which is completely fucking blank him on the scorecards, then mm-hmm. I got no argument here. But every fucking person who watched that fight, every person with a brain and two eyes saw Loma outwork Devin Haney, and Devin Haney looked fucking exhausted in the 10th, 11th and 12th rounds and it's i just don't get it i don't think they should Mm -hmm. fight again i would like to see devin haney fight shakur stevenson or fucking javante davis but i think after what he just went through this past sunday he's moving out of this fucking lightweight division because he don't want those problems the lightweight division in boxing correct the lightweight division Mm -hmm. in boxing is by far and away the very best in the world just like the lightweight division in the ufc those 155 pounders in the ufc those Mm -hmm. dudes are like that those are some motherfuckers right there oh yeah lightweights in boxing only weigh like what cam like 136 pounds at most like super lightweight i think it's 137 (laughs) some shit like that so yeah these little ass dudes are going out there and they are the class of the sport right now I think he knows that that division is as like that as he thinks he is. So he's getting the fuck out of there and going to fight at 140 real fast. Because he don't want those Shakur Stevenson problems. Javante Davis, if he touches him as many times as Loma did or even once, out. We're going to get him like Garcia did. (laughs) Hit you in the ribs and, oh, my God, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I want to see that, though. I do. I would. Yeah. Would I watch a Haney versus uh, Tank fight? I would. Would I watch a Haney versus Shakur Stevenson fight? I would. And it's not really any. I don't not like Devin Haney. I do. But I'm a Loma guy. So I'm rooting for Lomachenko in that fight. But objectively speaking here, (laughs) objectively speaking here, he lost that fight. And I like watching Devin Haney box because he tries to emulate Floyd, you know, not get hit, try to sit there, bob and weave, fucking hit you with all these little flurries of punches, all this kind of bullshit. Right. But I hate when boxing judges steal fights from somebody who should have won. 
I just hate it. I and that's agree. why. Oh, shit. I kicked my camera. And that's why we watch the UFC now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why the general fight fans, if you're not already a boxing fan, you ain't watching that shit. You know? You're just not mm-hmm. going to do it. Like, me, you, and Cam, we've watched boxing our whole lives. So, or at least a big fight here and there at some point throughout our whole lives. So Pacquiao, we will, Floyd, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's when we were in high school. So, like, just little shit like that, it'll bring us back because we we like certain fighters. We like to watch start, certain styles of fights. But if you're talking about, like, my little brother who's 19 turning 20 or somebody his age or even like a couple of years younger watching yeah. something like that will fucking turn you off completely. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Cause it's like, what the, what the fuck am I here for? I just watched some guy clearly lose the fight and they said he won. You know right. what I mean? It was like that dude that beat Manny Pacquiao a few years ago over in Australia. Absolutely did not beat Manny Pacquiao. The whole world said it. And they gave <laughs> that fucking dude the decision. It's just like, come on. It's, it's like so you got wild. this history of that shit happening, and then it's like never stops, you know? Mm-hmm. Never stops. All right, moving on. Last boxing bit of stuff here before we move into the NBA playoffs and Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Coach, our guy has got a big fight coming up in July. Cam, I know you didn't watch the Loma fight, but before <laughs> I jump into it, what do you think about it? Do you think boxing's dying? Do you think it's just typical? Because, like, you've heard this song dance from everybody. Combat sports in general at this point are kind of a joke. Ooh, so you're saying the judges are making making people think like you are right now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think people can train their whole lives, but if you're gonna you're, you're gonna be more popular just by the way you talk and having more fans, like you're gonna win most of your fights just based on preference alone. Like popularity, see how much money's going through Vegas and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone has millions, millions, maybe even billions of dollars on every fight. So Especially these big ass fucking these big gamblers, you know what I'm saying? Like dudes, yeah. like what's his name, Mattress Mac, that guy who's a big Houston Texas. Oh yeah, he's been throwing racks. Yeah, bro, he'll throw like 3.4 million on some random ass shit, or like 20 million dollars on like a random ass bet. So yeah. like you're saying, Cam, Vegas has got some influence here too. Because if you think about it, did I not just say that Haney was plus 500 in the fucking 12th round? So you don't think that the sports books knew that that fucking decision was going to go down the way it did. We're trying to save their own asses for losing all that money that was bet on Loma and then fucking recover it all by putting Devin Haney at plus 500. So all these people get their money back and the sports book doesn't <laughs> fucking break, doesn't break their own bank. You know what oh, I'm saying? God. I know I'm just speculating here, but like I could fucking see that because boxing's already pretty fucked up as it come as it goes. But like, come on. You went now when you get legal sports betting get involved in it. I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's starting uh-huh. to make me a little worried. And now we'll move on to another boxing fight that Coach and I are pumped for. Errol Spence, the big fish, is making his triumphant return. It's been like a year, dude. Yeah, they've been I talking know. for a minute, bro. And like everybody's him been and Terrence Crawford. It. That's who it is. Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence have agreed to fight July 29th in Vegas. We will see if that actually goes down because this time last year. They agreed on that shit, too. And then the WBC and fucking top rank and all these dicks in the boxing commissions decided to step in and take away another mega fight. Of course they did. It's just like they might step in and give the fucking winner of this fight a loss. You know what I mean? But who knows? But the best part about this one is, is these are two of the very, very best welterweights in the world. Coach, 
Spence oh, yeah. is our guy. That man is a savage. He flew through the fucking front of a car window, almost lost his eye, and he still came back and put Jordanis Ugis on his motherfucking ass for seven rounds straight, whooping his shit. Yeah, that I was his comeback moment. Correct. And when and he beat cool the shit see. out of Danny Garcia after the car crash, I was like, hell yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah. We love to see that. Correct. And I'm just pumped because this is a fight. This is Floyd versus Manny Pacquiao just not five or six years too late. It mm. might be a year too late. Might even be two years too late. But it's not six years past both their fucking prime. Or Hell at yeah. least six years past Manny Pacquiao's prime, who at the time was younger than Floyd. So don't don't let that don't let that don't let that get unsaid. Jordan mm. will not let that get unsaid. Let me tell you. Swill will let y'all know that the Manny Pacquiao apologists out there will tell you that he was washed. Yes, he was, but he was still younger than Floyd. So how are you washed and younger than Floyd? I just want to know. <laughs> Can't be. I'm pretty sure Floyd had to do like a year or two in fucking prison while he was in the middle of his career. Where's his ring rust? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see nothing. But yeah, I'm pumped for that fight. Coach, uh, Spence is your guy. Cam, Spence, you like Spence too. We were going like to watch Spence, that damn yeah. Manny Pacquiao fucking Arrow Spence fight when it was supposed to go down. I'm kind of glad it didn't because there he would have beat the shit out of Manny fine. Pacquiao. There's a yeah. few, but honestly, we're we're not seeing the, the hitters of Mike Tyson's day. I don't give no a shit Mike anymore. Tyson, I'm just seeing... We don't get a Roy Jones. We don't yeah. get none of that. None of that. And it's Floyd's, it's Floyd's fault. It's Floyd's fault. I heard somebody say that shit, and I was like, correct. It is 100% Floyd Mayweather's fault that boxing has been ruined because now every promoter in the world who has a guy who's the next best thing in boxing will not put them in a fight with somebody that can knock their head off because you got to preserve that O. You know what I'm saying? Floyd made that shit relevant. Back in the day, right? Like, I was listening to Shannon Sharp say this shit earlier today. Back in the day, it didn't matter if fucking... Muhammad Ali or Joe Frazier or fucking uh, Ernie Shavers lost or any of those fucking old time George Foreman, any of those old time big ass fucking heavyweights because right. they were fighting the best in the world. You're not mm -hmm. expected to just go out there and beat the shit out of the also very best fighter in the world at the same weight. You know what I mean? Right. Now these guys will go out there and be 27 and 0 and their first 22 fights are against Cam, Coach and myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and our combined record in professional boxing is zero and zero. So, like, what the fuck? Floyd ruined this shit. But the best part about Spence and Bud is they won't really run from fights. They've been trying to fight each other for years, and the promoters get in the way. There's that old video of them on Fight Hub TV where they're beefing at the in the background of uh, or backstage at, uh, I don't remember whose fight. I think it was a Danny Garcia fight or somebody like that. Uh -oh. They were beefing backstage at his fight. And Errol Spence mm -hmm. is talking about, oh, I'm going to knock you down in the body. I'm going to go at your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but flexing his damn abs, talking about, come on, you can't break me. You can't break me. And I'm just like, bro, that video was from 2014. It's 2023. Right. They've been ducking for real. <laughs> and bro, it's not them necessarily. It's their promoters. Like I was just saying. the promoters Whatever it is, it, it, it hasn't happened. <laughs> but now uh, it yeah. is. I agree. It's bullshit. And that's why people watch UFC. But to Cam's point, these judges and these other fucking, these extra entities in the fucking combat sports world ruin the product that you're watching. 
They yeah. do. And I still love the UFC. I will watch every big fight that comes out for the UFC. Like when McGregor and Conor Chandler are fighting here soon, I am going to watch that fight. Like when Kamaru Usman and Hamzat Shemaya fight at UFC 294, whenever that's going to be, I am going to watch that fight. Like there's just, there's no, what the UFC does is what boxing will never do now. And it's put the very best versus the very best. We watched Izzy get knocked the fuck out. Do you think if Izzy was a professional boxer, his fucking promoters would have let him fight Alex Pareda? Hell no, they wouldn't have let him fight Alex Pareda. No shot. And they damn sure wouldn't have let him get a fucking rematch if he got his head knocked off the first time. (laughs) So shout out to the UFC for giving you the fights that you want to see. And one of them is the one I just mentioned, Hamzat versus Komaru. That's a fight that's probably two, three, four months down the road. But y'all know Hamzat's a dog. Y'all know Kamaru Usman, before he lost two fights in a row to Leon Edwards, was arguably going to be considered the greatest welterweight in the history of the UFC. Oh, yeah. You know but what I'm now saying? I don't know. It, against, what's his name? Hamzat? I'd probably say he'd win. Who, Hamzat? Yeah. Ooh, I, that's the thing. If anybody's going to give Usman some actual work when it comes to like the wrestling aspect of the fight, I think it'll be Hamzat. Because Colby wasn't even trying to take his ass down. Got his chin broke twice. You know what Leon I'm saying? Leon wasn't trying to, like... Uh, Leon only rapping. took him down just to show him that, bro, I could take your fucking ass down. Like, come on. But I'm going to hit you with this shin right to the head. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> but I think if anybody could give him trouble, it would be Kamzat. Kamzat, I should say. Or as Kamzat. Colby Covington calls him, Kamshot. Kamzat. Kamshot. That, like, feel however you want to about Colby Covington, right? That is top-tier chirping right there. He called him Cumshot Chimayo. Fucking right. That is so fucking funny. I love that shit. When I heard that, I was like, yes, he's back. I can't believe it. All right, let's jive. We're done talking about boxing and uh, UFC. Cam, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to ask you why you didn't let us or tell us to watch golf sooner. Because... Golf is kind of sick. It's a good TV product, too, I will say. You Watching uh, Brooks Kepka and my boy fucking Jordan Spieth is just falling off a cliff. I don't know what the fuck has happened to that guy, Cam. What the hell's wrong? It's probably this? been 10 consecutive years of me telling you guys to fucking watch golf. <laughs> it has. I'll watch the Masters. Like, I it's, will watch the yeah, Masters. Yeah, that's it. You don't have to watch every fucking shot because they're going to show you the replay. Because yeah. the game's so fucking slow. It's literally <laughs> and they go just to commercial. Exactly. It's replay, 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 live stream, replay, live stream. Who cares? You get action <laughs> every time. Every time you watch something, you're getting action. Yeah. It might you're not I... be fucking someone throwing a 60 yard dot. Here I was judging you for watching golf and baseball. And like, bro, golf is fucking cool on TV. Like, those shots that those guys hit are fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Watching that dude, uh, Michael Block, who is the club pro for some random country club in California, got invited to play, or yeah, he qualified to play for the PGA Championship coach, and he finished in the top 10. He's not a pro, he's not a PGA golfer. He's not a fucking live golfer. He's just, oh, wow. he's a club pro. Basically, like, if there's a country club around here in Centerville, he's the very, very best golfer at that club in Centerville, and he just finished top 10 in the PGA fucking championship. That's And sick. he hit a Good hole in it. one! He hit a, a hole in one! 
He dunked that shit. He dunked that shit. Hell yeah, Cam. Oh, he had to let him know. Coach, that motherfucker did not bounce. It literally just went straight into the fucking hole. It was the coolest guy. If we could run that clip and not get our I gotta look for channel that. taken I down, didn't know. I would. But that was <laughs> one of the coolest shit ever. Do you, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than ever making that shot again? Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, it's nuts. Uh, who won it? Yeah, the Magic Brooks Stroke. Kepka, Brooks Kepka won it. I thought Scotty was going to win it. I bet on Scotty to win it because I watched the first day and the first two, and he was leading after the first day and a half. And I was like, all right, we got this. Come on, Scotty. And then Brooks Kepka was like, oh, shit. Y'all must have forgot. I can slap the shit out of this golf ball. And he was hitting the piss out of that ball, dude. Brooksy is a dog. But I ask again. I the, Look, I... I'm not a golf fan, so like I will only know big names. What the fuck happened to Jordan Speed? Like, what happened? I mean, what do you mean? Every time I will like, because this isn't the first one I've watched on TV, but every tournament I'll like turn on on TV, he'll be like plus nine or like plus ten or like plus eight during the fucking round. What the hell yeah. happened? Did the Masters really shake him to his core like that? I'm losing Honestly, my I, guy, my cousin, Danny Willett. Not my real cousin. I was never a huge fan of his, so I haven't really been keeping up on the old speed train. I just know he was supposed to be the next guy, right? Like, everybody's looking for the next Tiger because Tiger yeah. was a once-in-a-generation fucking talent. I've I mean, let's just call it like it is. Let's call it like it is, right? He was a black dude mm -hmm. that was the best golfer in the world. How often does that happen? Almost never. And he was miles better than every fucking person who was playing golf at his peak. And Jordan Spieth, people thought he was going to be that. But you know how hard that is to live up to those expectations? I mean, for fuck's sake, it's like Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus, right? Who are the two best golfers that have ever picked up a set of clubs? And then Pretty people much, thought that yeah. this dude who won a Masters when he was like 20 or 21 was going to be the next best thing. And then he almost won it back-to-back -back fucking years. And then my cousin, Danny Willett, stole that shit from him. He said, ah, that's for me. Thank you, Jordo. I appreciate you. <laughs> he know. He Stupid. know. Coach, did you watch any golf or no? Uh, No, I saw a little bit. They just kept talking about Brooks Kepka for the mm -hmm. most part. Oh, he was all. having a great ass time too after he won that shit. You see him like he was at the Miami Heat game and he was at yeah, the bro. Panthers game. Fuck, he was burnt up, dude. Yeah. Burnt up. He was tore up real nice. He I'm was jealous. blitzed. Definitely <laughs> blitzed. Um, so yeah, I say for those if you don't watch golf, watch more golf. It's a lot cooler on TV than you would think going into it, and you will see some dudes hit some shots. So you're like, I could do that, and then you'll go pick up a golf club and you'll try that, and you're gonna slap your goddamn hands off the ground because that shit ain't happening. Mm -hmm. The motherfuckers been swinging golf clubs since they were babies. You know what I'm saying? They could fucking swing a club before they could walk. I bet they you. They spend hours, hours every day. I've hit millions of golf balls. Like you said, Cam, the likelihood of hitting a hole in one again is less than being or more than being struck by lightning. It's hot. It's you are so much more likely to get struck by lightning twice than you are to hit two hole in ones. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying the way he hit it, you're oh. you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning. Okay, well, it's like over the top. That kind of negates. It, it, my it didn't. Point. It didn't hit the green at all, Coach. It literally just bounced <laughs> in and did not move. That is insane. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Crazy. Like I said, I, I would pull the clip up if we wouldn't get in trouble. But I, I ain't trying to get in trouble. <laughs>
All right, moving on. Golf is sick. Watch more golf and watch some baseball too, because uh, the NBA and the NHL are about to be. Did over y'all know soon. that live golf is coming out here? Where? Uh, That's what's up. I think it's to the Trump jump. Oh, the one in fucking uh, Ashburn yeah. or whatever. I think either Trump International. Has yeah, fucking either golf course out there. Damn, you ever played there? June. I know you've done some <laughs> courses around here. Yeah, I figured that's probably an expensive course. Nah, bro. I'm not trying to spend like 200 bucks to play around at golf. Yeah, I He's feel so crazy. I feel that. <laughs> like if it was worth your time, I'm sure you would. But I mean, I'm sure it's a nice course, but it's probably I'm not sure it's worth great. 200 bucks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It ain't worth it that much. So they're playing a live tournament at the Trump course? Yeah. Probably. Should we yeah. pull up and go watch? Fuck it. Dustin Johnson's a he's a live golfer. DJ's a live golfer. And so is Brooksy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how they like have like, well, I don't know how it, it exactly works. If like some of the tournaments are like split up for like the live golfers and the, some of them are PGA. It's something like that. Yeah, I'm not entirely like, what's the word? Educated on that subject. Yeah. You know? I still got to like dive into the intricacies of golf. I'm trying to learn more, you know, trying to play they just some made more an East and West conference. before that's all it is. Huh? I said, they just made an East and West conference. That's all it is. It's like, no. yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much what it is. It. And the live, I know that the live golfers were getting like guaranteed paychecks that the PGA yeah. tour guys weren't. So like, if you were in the PGA, you pretty much had to finish top five or top 10 to get any guaranteed money at all, which is kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not guaranteed shit in golf. You got to be good. Which, yeah, I understand. But at the same time, bro, like, I'm out here. I'm working for your company, basically. I'm a face of your company, and I'm not getting any guaranteed cash at all. You know? That's why Liv is going to fucking be able to take golfers, because they're guaranteed. They were were able to, because they were guaranteeing them money. Like, they gave Dustin Johnson $200 million. They got sponsorships (laughs) through the PGA. Like, they basically got their sponsorships for being at those tournaments. Like, they didn't have to win. They didn't have to place top 25 or top 50. They just had to show up and name recognition. Like, if people know you, you're going to get paid. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I've heard Justin Thomas pretty much, like, explain, like, if you're, like, say you don't make the cut. Like, you basically just paid a shit ton of money just to show up and golf. Because your sponsors aren't paying you shit if you don't make the cut. So it's like that's no, kind of sponsors ridiculous. are just paying you to wear their logo. Oh yeah, I might have I might have missed I might have misinterpreted what he's saying, but he's basically saying like if you don't miss the cut or if you don't make the cut, you get no money at all. Yeah, which I Correct. think is kind of ridiculous. That's no winnings. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I get that, but like at the same time, dog. Again, like I get what you're saying, Cam. The sponsors are giving you all this extra money, but I'm here representing the PGA. I would just like a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not asking for Lamar Jackson's contract now. I'm just asking for some good, like a good little guaranteed money right now. That's the mm-hmm. tough part about team sports, though, is that you could be a two hundred thousand dollar player, but you have a bunch of players like Lamar around you. You might look like a five hundred thousand dollar, maybe a million dollar player. Golf, point. it's you. If yeah. you literally fuck up, you you don't get paid. If you play great, you still might not get paid. That what that's what makes it the hardest game in the world because nothing's guaranteed and you're basically just out there mental games on paying for dinner. Pretty much. And like whoever you brought out to the tournament with you, like paying your caddy, paying your fucking your other your what's the guy? The guy who scopes the greens for you. 
Like I know most pro golfers usually got two dudes that are on their bags, right? Two to three. You got to have your caddy paid for. You've got to have your manager paid for. People got to pay bills, and it's never guaranteed money. Like it sucks. Yeah, and he's right, and that's why Liv is going to be around for a while because if they're offering guaranteed money to play golf, shit, you will get some people over there. You know what I'm saying? All right, no more golf talk. Let's talk basketball. Coach, <laughs> it's yeah. been two days. It's been two days. You you don't you can't be upset about it no more. <sighs> LeBron and his LA Lakers were swept by the Denver Nuggets, or should I say, by Baby Joker and Jamal Murray out there they putting foots swept. in they y'all just boys out in four games. Let's not playing. <laughs> they were swept. <laughs> That's a fair point. Not LeBron's fault. He scored 41 in game four, gave his team every opportunity to be able to win that game. Um, D'Angelo Russell didn't fucking show up. Dennis Schroeder hit a couple threes here and there. But aside from that, I mean, what did he really do to help the team win? Anthony Davis only scored about 22 points. So what the fuck are we expecting to get when LeBron, who is 40, is scoring 40? That is a problem. That means the team is in shambles. <laughs> that means this team isn't as deep as we thought this team was. Mm. Coach, sorry to say it. The Lakers did not deserve to win this series. The Nuggets were the much better team. They're a much deeper team. And I got to give, I got to, I got to say some shit. Darvin Ham, why the fuck are you putting a small lineup against the Nuggets when they didn't have a single person on the court that was below six foot six until Jamal Murray came out? Like what the fuck were you doing? Yeah, that's all I, I was know. saying. Some Need to make some adjustments. Were, some of the lineups and adjustments, I mean, were a little questionable, but I think they had to play D'Lo because, like, they were talking about it was something that, where he was like getting upset about his time, and like he actually in the last game they had to get they had to bench him in the fourth quarter because dude just wasn't really showing up, and at some point. It gets to a point where it's like, yeah, we're paying you all this money and like you were supposed to be like, you know, starting and whatever. But if you're not producing, we'll just like roll with who can help us win because you're down 3 right. 0 at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's not really about that. And also, it's Kyrie, like I'm not sitting here and listening to you bitch about your minutes, dog. We need to win. You know what I mean? Kyrie was on the floor too. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy too. Mm-hmm. But, um, Nah, I don't know. I mean, AD had some some okay games, and it wasn't as, like, inconsistent. But uh, he said okay games. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't like, Yes, if you look at the box score and you saw somebody have 21 points and 14 rebounds, right. you wouldn't be like, oh, man, that guy is not playing up to his potential. But when you're the only two players on the team and LeBron scores 25 and you're only scoring 21, that's an issue. You know yeah. what I mean? You're supposed to be the guy on this team. I need you to score 30. I need you to score 35. And like, like LeBron was doing in game four, that's what AD should have been doing in game four. Yeah, and also like if Jokic was having like a bad or like subpar game, um, like in game two or three, I believe, and yeah. like, it was Murray that was just taking over. Like, for the most part of this series, yes, the Denver team looked like the better team, and they were deeper, having players like Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Bruce Brown and also... Um, <laughs> Lana Rhodes, baby daddy. Yeah, KCP. <laughs> yeah, they're a very 
a well-balanced team and with Jokic being like their number one guy and the two-man game that Murray and Jokic have, I mean, the Lakers can contend, but it was about the others that really brought it home for Denver, I think. They were so overpowered. Yeah. Correct. Denver was just a better team, dog. I mean, I don't really think there's much shame in that, you know. No. In basketball, more often than not, the better team is going to win. Yeah, and I mean, from where from where they started, I guess you could say they overachieved because I'm talking about the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, making the playoffs was an overachievement. Well, yeah, but then it's like, well, when you have LeBron, you're technically still competing for a championship. But the way the season was going, it wasn't looking that way until the trade deadline. And then after the trade deadline, they sort of picked it up. But yeah, they yeah, were like they're gonna the, have to were, rearrange the team. They had one of the best records in the NBA after the All Star break. Mm-hmm. And so, they yeah. like locked in defensively. But, and uh, they had a first year head coach, you know, Darvin Ham. He'll learn. Maybe you never know because usually when, <laughs> you're, when you're coaching LeBron, dog, like it's hard for me to know if you're a good coach or not, unless it's Eric Spolster because he's continued to do that without LeBron James or D Wade or Chris Bosh. You know what I'm saying? He had the heat in the finals two fucking years ago, and they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and they're about to go to the fucking finals again this year. So it's like... Yeah. But it's also like... You don't really know who's a good coach or not when you're with LeBron, because he's the best player probably ever, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can put anybody here to coach this team. You know what I mean? But then, yeah, like right. I said earlier, there's some bad adjustments that Darvin Ham will make because he is the coach of the team, technically. And then he'll put fucking Lonnie Walker and the boys out there when they got fucking Michael Porter Jr. hitting four threes in a row. Sorry, okay, Taylor. well, D-Lo wasn't doing anything. So, I think, I mean, Lonnie Walker <laughs> wasn't a bad play because he was contributing over D-Lo. Anyway. Hey, bro, I'm just saying. But, uh... Didn't look good regardless. I know. I know. But, um, Yeah. I still think Darvin Ham is a good coach. You know, he's defensive minded, and that's what helped the Lakers even get into the position because they were a good defensive team. Um, and LeBron kind of picked and choose. AD was, even though he wasn't scoring all that much, he sometimes have a good <laughs> defensive game or usually show up on that end. And I'm going to give him his credit because he did do that. But uh, like against Jokic, I don't know. Some of those shots that dude was making were just insane. I was, yeah, that last game, bro, we were watching. I'm just like, how I saw a in tweet. the world? I saw a tweet about that, and it was like when your nep- when your uncle asked you for the ball, hey, yo, nephew, let me get one. That thing to the sky. Correct. <laughs> but, yeah, dog, I just think. I just think the better team won, personally. Yeah, yeah. Cam, what, well, how do you, you see it? We, we watched. We all watched game four. I don't think they were a playoff team this year, but they got hot at the right time, I guess. Like, their trade deadline. D'Lo made a difference. Like, everything they did at the trade deadline made a difference in the league because they were a bottom-tier team. They were, what, 12? Definitely. Number 12 or yeah, 13 at I think some point? Yeah, I think they were 11th or 12th for, like, a good couple of weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. And, then, <laughs> I mean, and then they flipped the switch, bro. They probably went, like, 30 and 10 over their next 40 games. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, like Coach said, when LeBron's on the court, always a chance, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ain't slowing down. All right. Now that leads to the next question. Ain't slowing down. 
because he mentioned it himself. I didn't even have to say it for him. What'd but LeBron say? possibly floating out the idea of an early retirement. Not early. How is this early? I know. It's been 20 years. Like, he probably could have retired a couple <laughs> years ago. And people would have been early. like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude's had two Hall of Fame careers in one. Yeah. Or fucking three if you want to do, like, the seven and seven. For everything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Two, two guaranteed Hall of oh, Fame, yeah. like, first Two ten-year stretches of just pure dominance. Mm-hmm. Fucking insane. Um, mm-hmm. Now, do you think this is it? Do you think LeBron's going to retire? He should. That's Cam's answer. All he right, should become coach. a coach as Bronny's getting into the league. Or he wants to be an owner of a team. So, I like, fuck it. Just do that. You know what I mean? It's all about his money. Oh, sorry. I guess in the NBA, it's called the governor of the team. Yes, the governor. Yeah. But, um, Why nah. <laughs> he still got a lot. Well, not. Not as much as he used to, but there's no drop off, dude, because he's the oldest player to score 29 points, average 29 points in a season. And, um, you know, this year it was a lot as far as getting Kareem's record broken and becoming the the all time leading scorer on top of, you know, getting them to the playoffs and just all the injuries and stuff. Yeah, I think he needs to take the off season and get right and just kind of try again. But I could also see a year he could like take a year off, but I also don't think that's likely to happen. LeBron's pretty calculated and he knows what he's doing. So, and what is that coach? What is he calculating? He knew that everybody in the sports media world, like ourselves included, will be talking about, Oh, LeBron got swept. Oh, LeBron got swept. Oh, LeBron, LeBron got swept. So what did he do? He floated out the idea of retiring. So everybody would talk about how great he was and is instead of talking about how they just got their ass whooped four games in a row. Hey. <laughs> that son of a bitch. That's a smart guy right there. Let me tell you that son of a gun. You smart bastard, LeBron James. You smart motherfucker. Just like you got that video of Jordan Crawford scrapped from the internet when he dunked on you, you're going to get those thoughts of you getting swept right out of people's heads real fast. (laughs) You remember that shit, Coach? Yeah, I think when they were – that was like in the off season or something, right? Yeah, like lockout season. Mm -hmm. And Jordan Crawford was a high school senior and dunked on LeBron James. And it was on video. And LeBron made sure that shit didn't come out. But, no, also – for like, because even though he's 38, whatever, you know, he from it was December to like February. And like that for that stretch, dude was just on like a, a tear scoring like 30 points every night. And like his birthday, he like snapped for like 47. Carrying a, a bunch game. of bums on his team at that. Yeah, point, bro. With Russ and like all that was going on too so like nobody said oh he was dropping off a cliff and at that point for that two months stretch just about like it wasn't maybe one or two people that were like better than LeBron. so bro he's... that's why i don't think he's gonna retire no i don't think so at all i think i'm agreeing he's too with close you. to what he was saying of playing with Bronny because Bronny could go one and done no he, he could. couldn't he could but he could I look at it like what you just said. He definitely isn't tr- – he's not trying to retire because he does want to play with his son, and he's not going to retire after just getting swept yeah. in the fucking playoffs because right. he knows 
he knows that people would fucking say, oh, look, LeBron tucked his tail and ran away because he got swept in his last real competitive season as a player, and then, bam, he doesn't want to play no more. Pick up my ball and go home. Well, we all know that that's not the case. He's still got at least one more good season, maybe two. I don't want to go out on a limb like you and Nico and say two to three because I think that's a bit much because he's 38 now, and in two to three years, he would be 40 or 41. And that's a lot to ask out of his knees and ankles and because two his years, foot that's not is already lot. broken. <laughs> two years coach, is not a lot. Coach, th- think about how many more games he's played than anybody else that's ever played basketball. Sure, he's a physical freak. Sure, he spends all this money on his body every season. Sure, but guess what, dog? He moves around on the court. He's not Tom Brady. He doesn't get the luxury of just standing in the pocket and falling down and not taking a sack. You know what I'm saying? LeBron (laughs) is going up for a goddamn layup, and someone's putting their shoulder in his ass on accident. LeBron's big ass, 6'8", 260 pounds, is falling and slamming on the ground. And you know when you do that a lot, it fucking hurts. <laughs> and when your knees and your ankles and your Achilles and your feet are constantly bouncing and jumping for fucking 20 years straight, at some point, they will not be there. And to say he's got two to three more years is wild. Wild. He hasn't. <laughs> Bro, he hasn't slowed down. What do you mean? Coach, he has gotten injured every single season he has played for the Lakers, and he has missed considerable amounts of time, not 30 games, not 40 games each season. No, 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 I'm not saying that. But double-digit games he will miss due to a little flare-up in his groin, a flare-up in his fucking knee, a fucking ankle injury, his foot that he broke or he didn't break. You know what I'm saying? That's that's true. You mean to tell me that two to three more years of those little types of injuries that he can play like that? No shot. And I don't want to put this on the guy, but what if in a year from now, he's driving to the basket just like Kobe and then his fucking Achilles pops because he has been doing this shit for so fucking long. You can't, he's not Iron Man. All right. You're not putting the suit armor on this motherfucker and just strapping him up and saying, go. Yeah, you can't. No, you can't. Because he's a fucking, he's going to be an old man in the next two years. He's already an old athlete. He's 38, bro. He's 38. He's an yeah. old motherfucker in terms of basketball. In and two more years, a player in the style 29. that he does. Coach, I'm not saying his game because LeBron can adapt. And he always, it starts Correct. here. LeBron's game can adapt, but the physicality of his game that will have to be there will yeah. completely evaporate. So sure, LeBron might get you 20 a night at some point, maybe 18 a night in the next two to three years, but thinking he's going to average 25 points a game over these next two, three seasons and playing like he has the last two, three seasons ain't going to fucking happen, dude. The the signs have been there the last two seasons. He's gotten an injury at the end of the last two seasons that held him out for a good portion of the regular season. This year was a foot. The year before that was what? It was his, uh, his hip or his ankle or something, right? Yeah, his ankle. Correct. So that that's what I'm talking about. His ankles, his knees, his feet, his Achilles, his fucking calves, his quads, his hamstrings, his whole lower body is going. I'm not saying he's going to explode on the court, but at some point it's just not going to be there in these next 
in the next year or two. That's why I'm saying no shot two to three years. I'm saying you'll start to see it because you've already started to see it this year. You'll start to really see it next year. Uh, I just think he just needs the offseason to rest and get back. And, I mean, it's not like he's going to be trying to be playing all 82. Like, he'll be playing like 70, 70 games. 70 games, bro. And how many of those 70 games that he plans on playing in do you think he's going to miss because of injury? You got to throw on there because he is 38 and another seven, eight games, maybe nine. So he's missing like fucking 20 games, bro. Maybe, but that's what he's trying to get AD to take over the torch. You know, that one game where like people were saying, oh, he didn't score or take a shot in the in the first quarter or something like that. That's because, you know, he he's trying to get the others involved in mainly AD, so he doesn't have to do all the heavy lifting. But thankfully, at least for the Lakers situation now, they have young guys like Rory Hachimura and um, Austin Reeves. Like, he was letting Austin Reeves take up the ball. So, like, he didn't have to. But, like, obviously when he has the ball in his hands and he's, like, the point guard, I think that's when he's best. But he, you saw this year he was like playing off the ball a lot. So I think they're already, they've already been trying to make that transition for him. So I agree yeah. that they are trying to do that. But bro, don't count on him putting up these numbers for the next two to three years. Cam, you got any thoughts? I mean, Bron's going to buy body tops. If if he doesn't get hurt this next season, he'll be he'll be good for two more years. If he gets hurt this next season, he's there's no way he's gonna be able to come back. I don't think he's gonna be able to play with Bronny. I think this was his last chance. I think it's not career ending. Really no, it's just a little chance. No, coach, it's not career ending, but you're not gonna see the same LeBron James. He okay, he averaged twenty nine points. But how many jump shots was he shooting this year? A lot more than normal, right? He's shooting yeah. a lot more jumpers than he was driving to the rim. And mm-hmm. to my previous point, his knees, ankle, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, all that fucking shit down below, like I was telling you, those jump shots, them legs are going to start to get heavy in the next year, year and a half, like Cam's saying. Yeah, yeah. game four, he just played 48 consecutive minutes. You think he, he had should to, be doing and they that? They still couldn't win. They still yeah. couldn't win with him doing that. <laughs> Shut up, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Get his ass, Cam. Nah. <laughs> you right. You right. And it's but, not uh, what I'm when I'm saying when I'm talking like this, I'm not shitting on LeBron. It's just what it is, bro. He's gonna be I know. 40. It's not his time. Yeah, he's old now, you know? Yeah, he's an old guy. What old player you know is still a top 10 player? Coach, that's fine. I'm not knocking LeBron's. I did not once say that LeBron sucks. I didn't say LeBron couldn't play. I didn't say LeBron, none of that. I'm just saying what you are seeing right now is the last of what you are going to have seen of LeBron. He will not play at that level, I don't think, again. I think it's just because of the 20 years consecutively playing the fucking 11 finals in a row that he went to or whatever it was Mm -hmm. of his knees and legs. Bro, he's got to be exhausted. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and he's no a billionaire. He Put he the is. fucking ball down, LeBron. You're a billionaire. Nah, this is what he does. 
You don't have to though. He's a billionaire. He could walk away right now and be completely set. And some like it's he'll be the, the goat game. no matter what to like a, a vast majority of people that are basketball fans. You know what I'm saying? He could step yeah. away right now and nothing affects his legacy. Yeah, but I think it's the love of the game that's going to keep him, and that's probably what's going to keep him in the league for at least two to three years. I'll be he honest, loves- I really think he wanted to match Kobe or LeBron or Kobe or MJ in rings. And the fact that he's not going to be able to do that, I think that's probably the real reason he wants to keep trying to come back. Try yeah, to pay why some not? chips. But, dog, you ain't going to win them chips unless you go play for the Warriors or the Nuggets. Oh, you know what man. I'm saying? <laughs> what if he goes back to Miami? We'll, we'll, we'll transition into Miami and Boston now. What if he goes <laughs> What if he goes back to Miami and goes and teams up with Jimmy Buckets? Boy. Uh, that nah, that's not a good one, too. If anything, he'll go back to the Cavs, finish his career there, and go play with Mitchell and Darius Garland. And that would be that would be a squad to watch out for because then LeBron really could just play off ball and fucking facilitate, you know, get his occasional 20 points on jumpers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being old at that point. But I That's don't know. crazy, bro. All right, let's talk about it. We'll move quick because Cam's got to get out of here shortly. Uh, Celtics got one back against Miami last night. They won by 17. Jason Tatum finally decided to show up in the fourth quarter of this series. Um, Uh Miami still shot over 40% from three. And I don't know about y'all, but no matter what happened last night, I don't see Miami losing the series. I think Jimmy Butler and the boys are on a mission, especially after I heard him say that they're going to go get one on the road here in uh, Boston game five. So boys, Cam, I'll start with you. How are we feeling? Do we think, uh, do we think we should be worried if Boston steals game five? Or do you think that it's going to be hard for them to win four straight games? It's, it's hard for anyone to win four straight games, but I, I don't know what happened. Like, I, I thought the series was going to be over in four and then five, and now here we are. I'm a little worried. Oh. Cam's got a little bit of worridation in him. Celtics are the better team. That's true. They are definitely the better team. That's the, what scares me. I know. Mm. And they got Jason Tatum. When he decides to play well, he can fucking be a dog. Yeah. But I also think... Wait, Cam, you got anything else here? On the heat? Or nah. The they, they need to stop fucking up. Okay, I don't okay, want the Celtics. Okay. I don't want the Celtics. He said, "Close this shit out. I'm done." He said, "Close this series. <laughs> Miami in five. You know nah, I'm Jimmy saying. B needs a ring. Correct. Boston's not the be- not the better team in this series because they haven't been playing like it. I mean, the others have been playing better than, uh, like Boston as a whole. Like Gabe Vincent and um Max Struess, all the dudes for. Miami and what's the name? Bam Adebayo just had like a a kind of a bad game. Future Washington Wizard, <laughs> bro. He nice. People be sleeping on him. Mm-hmm. I take yeah. Bam in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. He's mad athletic, and um, but yeah, I think he just had like a bad game, and I mean, they the Heat gotta finish business. Also, Gabe Vincent had like an ankle injury or something like that. Rolled the but, shit um, out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's happened to me before. It's like you double jump. It's kind of yeah. weird, but uh, yeah, it's a shit feeling, bro. It is mm-hmm. a shit feeling. Oh yeah, but um, what I don't think it's like a must win for the Heat going back to Boston because one, uh, 
if they play their game, they'll be all right. They've been thriving on turning Boston over and forcing them into difficult shots. Plus, Boston hasn't really even played that well at home in the playoffs anyway. So, yeah, that's fair. It's nothing for the Heat to get one on the road if they play their game or if they lose. They're going back to Miami, so they're going back home anyway. And they're probably like, all right, well, we don't want to go back to Boston for a game seven because anything can happen in a game seven. So, I mean, if worse things, I say Heat in six. So, and they've been the tougher team. And like I said, the other guys, uh, the other role players for the Heat have really stepped up. And although Boston has Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, all those other guys, it just seems that the Heat have more chemistry and, of course, the coaching of Eric Spostra. You know? Spostra? That's yeah. my guy. Well, I'm a big Spolstra guy. He's a dog. He went to Portland State, right, like you said? Played basketball mm-hmm. at Portland State. Shout out to whatever their fucking team logo is. Um, <laughs> let's be. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna keep it honest here. We're probably not gonna talk football today, so sorry for the anybody that's gonna chime in on this one and want to watch uh, us talk about football because ain't shit happening. Ain't shit really happening. Um, we'll talk a little bit shit. more. Uh, who should be the favorite? Right. So Denver's obviously already in the final. The finals. Uh, whoever gets out of this series, obviously Miami or Boston. Miami looks like they're in good shot to do that by on Friday, whenever that game is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Who should be the favorite? Should Denver be Denver. the favorite after what they just did, or should we go ahead and say Miami should be the guys to win it? Doesn't matter who's uh, in the, it would the be championship tough. with them. It's the Denver Nugents. I want Jimmy Butler to win it, but I'm with you, Cam. I think the Nuggets are so fucking good. Yeah, I'm say they're gonna win. I I think they should be the favorite. Oh, I definitely think the Nuggets are going to win, but I'm rooting for the Heat 100%. Jimmy Butler is a dog, though, so it's going to be tough for me to root against him or to pick against him, you know? Yeah. Coach, sure. what about you? Who's the favorite in your eyes? Denver? Uh, yeah, the favorite should be Denver in my eyes because they're just more of a complete team. And although the Heat play really well and they're – I mean, toughness is where, like, they're the strongest and, like, you know, just that Heat culture – and they're never gonna uh like lay down in a game like unlike you, the Celtics. Yeah, like uh, a fifteen point deficit is nothing to them because if they uh you know play good defense and get you on some turnovers and go on a run, they'll get back in the game. So they always have that mindset that like they believe and like they can win. So and that starts with yeah. Jimmy they came Butler. back from fifteen down against y'all twice in the series. <laughs> what? Oh. On the Lakers, coach. You talking about them Nuggets? Oh, he is, and it's the weekend. At <laughs> he is. He said them Nuggets. Yeah, gave y'all problems. We gonna kick them Nuggets ass next. That's year. what he said. All right, we'll run no, through the not. NHL real quick, and then I'll kick Cam out of here. All right, uh, NHL, all the conference finals in both leagues. Cam kind of touched on that earlier. They have been kind of dog shit. Everybody's either down 3-0 or 3-1. Shout out to the Celtics. Uh, Florida Panthers are up 3-0 on the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Panthers look like a fucking team of destiny, boys. That's a fucking squad right there. Matty Kachuk, the Rat King, let's go. 
Um, Vegas also up 3-0 on Dallas, and they look like the most complete team left in the playoffs. Shout out to my boy Jackie Aces. Shout out to the boy Stoner. Shout out to the whole Vegas Night Squad. I don't hate y'all anymore. We already beat you for the fucking Stanley Cup. I ain't got no beef. And uh, if you've been friends with me at all, you know that I will always bitch and moan about goalies in the playoffs because the whole reason you're here is to stop shots. And the whole reason Vegas and Florida are in the positions that they're in right now, aside from Vegas being able to score goals on anybody, is their Mm -hmm. goddamn goalies standing on top of their heads and stopping everything that's coming their way. Sergei Bobrovsky the other night took like 55 shots in a playoff game and stopped every one of them. Every one of them. Fucking savage. Big ups to the big Russian goalie who loses like 15 or 20 pounds every game. Could you fucking imagine that? Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Anyway, um, I'm pulling for Florida because they're a team of destiny. Like I said, they remind me a lot of that 2012 Kings team that went on a run as the eighth seed in the Western Conference. This time it is the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Florida got hot at the end of the season. They took out fucking Pittsburgh from being in playoff contention. They took out the fucking anybody else who was in their way, and they are on a roll. They were down 3-1 against the Boston Bruins in the first round, came back and won that series, and the Boston Bruins had won more games than any team ever in the shootout era. Mm. They just absolutely fucking hammered the New Jersey Devils in the second round. And then fucking it was oh no sorry not the Devils I'm fucking I'm forgetting who they played they played the uh, one second one second one second one second one second one second we're trying to this is a good thing this is pre recorded but at the same time uh, they played the fucking Maple Leafs that's right they boat raced yeah. the Maple Leafs in five games I don't know how I forgot that and now they are up like I said three games to nothing on the Hurricanes with a chance to close it out at home on home ice. Let's rock, Panthers. Cam, coach, yeah, who y'all man. picking for your Stanley Cup team to root for this time? Because I don't see either of those teams that are down in hockey coming back. Vegas. Ooh, the Golden Knights. Golden go Knights. The Panthers. All right, all right Coach Dyer on Panthers squad. Ooh. Let's go, baby. Prequel to the NFL. Charlotte. Ooh. Nah, bro. Y'all ain't winning no damn uh, nothing. Yeah, we are. Your More little quarterback going to get hurted, dude. What you better talk about your own quarterback getting hurt today? Today he could too, but the best part about Lamar is he don't weigh two hundred and five pounds oh. at the combine, and then one hundred and five pounds when he leave the combine. Uh, two thirty three at the combine. And I'll touch on two things for the NFL real quick, so that way people can't say that that we didn't talk any football. Uh, DK Metcalf touched. Uh, DK Metcalf challenged Tyreek Hill to a race. Who wins that race? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek. Tyreek Hill's winning that race every fucking time. Uh, they changed the kickoff rule in the NFL to the same bullshit kickoff rule that they have in college to now where you can fair catch the ball inside the 25 and then it immediately gets down at the 25. They are ruining football slowly but surely. In about five years, they will be putting flags on these motherfuckers' pants. And this is what Andy Reid had to say about it. If you think it's just me that's saying that, asshole on the internet, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on the new fair catch rule. My thing is, where does it stop, right? You don't want to take too many pieces away and you'll be playing flag football. Thank you, Andy Reid, best coach in the league. And he just came off a Super Bowl. So maybe Andy Reid knows what the fuck Legend. he's talking about, huh? Mm. So there's your two little football points y'all got. 
y'all man up three deep fans. We talked a lot of NBA. We talked a lot of boxing. We talked a lot of a little bit of NHL. Thank y'all for joining us on another edition. Cam, I'll see you on another stream one of these days. If it's your last one on Virginia, then we will enjoy your company when we see you next time. Coach, I'll hit you up after the show because I'm bored.